Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Well, maybe they're going to burn some books, but they are starting with the banning of the books. Usually, the banning comes first, and then they collect the banned books, and then they burn the, that's, the that's banned That's true. Books. That is generally how it goes. Uh, so, well, it's never been easier to burn books than now that they're digital. What do you mean by that? Like just to delete them? Oh yeah. Okay. Click, click, done. Well, it's also never I mean, been easier to. Otherwise, you have to like you know get a space to do it and get enough fuel yeah. to start it. Doesn't and... have the same pizzazz though, you know. Like there's a lot. Oh, of no, excitement. that's that's exactly what's wrong with it is the fact that it can be done without anyone knowing. Sure, but on the other side of that, it's also easier to retain books digitally because you can store them on a flash drive and put File it somewhere. Sharing. That's a fair point. Secretive or whatever, and then you know put it in a torrent or something that's like right. that and. It's never going to go away as long as there's at least one person who's willing to share it. Well, uh, just it, it reminds me of uh, in 1984. There was, uh, you know, Winston's job was, uh, you know, the book altering of the, the years, right? Yeah. So yeah. he would, uh, uh, you know, when he had to like uh, make his little clippings, he had to take the originals and put them down the memory hole into the right. fire, right? Well, you don't even have to have a furnace anymore. That's true. Uh, so we're going to get into that immediately here. Captain Kickass has that story about book burnings, beca- or not book burnings, bannings becoming more. Do you want these books popular. to burn? You? No, I don't even know what the books are. I haven't even read the story. I mean, <laughs> I would generally say no. Um, I don't think any books should generally be be burned because I the think book, the books I'm worried about literally getting burnt are in Europe because it's going to be a cold winter with no fuel. <laughs> right. Uh, the only books yeah, I'm in is. favor of burning are the same ones uh, that we saw. In uh, that series, The Anarchists, where they're burning the, the government code. Oh, the government magazines. Yeah, the government code. Law books. Yeah, That's those, a good one. Yeah, like yeah. those are the only ones I, I, I could really All right. like, I'll get give, down I'll with. You, you know, if somebody's having a bonfire and you got yeah. a bunch of like code, law code textbooks or whatever, <laughs> you know, like those are ones I can get behind burning, I guess, if I got to stay warm. I'm with you. I'll give you that one. But uh, book banning in U.S. schools has reached an all-time high. That's right. Hmm. Schools are banning more books than ever. What this means and how we got here. Uh, This is from a website called grid.news. And this came out August 27th. As kids, teachers, and librarians head back to school this fall, bookshelves around the country are a bit emptier than usual. Hmm. According to data collected by Penn America, 1,145 books have been banned by school districts across the United States between July 1st of 2021 and March 31st of 2022. I do believe that parents should have a greater say in all parts of how their children get raised, even if they're insane enough to put them in public schools. Um, Also, I think there are certain histories that shouldn't be taught. For example, the Nazi view of the world is Mm. not a historical view that should be taught, Uh, mostly because it's inaccurate and also because it tends to make violence a glorious thing, especially state violence. I don't like my position is I'm just an information purist, right? Let the information be and let people decide which information they, they want. I get what you're coming where you're coming from, but the state cannot just do that. The state usually has oh, yeah. to take some sort of position to indoctrinate uh, children with. And, of course, the, the best solution is to get your kids out of government school and right. find a place where they can go homeschool, private school, unschool, whatever that works best for you and your family. But, uh, but when it comes to the state, here in New Hampshire, there was some controversy within the last, I think, two years because the Republicans who are in charge of the state government passed, and there's a lot of free staters that were behind this, and it was somewhat controversial, even amongst uh, libertarians, 
they pass a bill that essentially says that the government can't teach critical race theory. I, I think that yeah. kind of basically summarizes mm-hmm. it, which is essentially a racist belief system where they try to teach kids like you're bad because you're white, that right. sort of thing. And the idea was that they shouldn't be able to teach anything that essentially says one race is better than another in government school. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong for them to ban that. I think that that makes sense for them to say, hey, we shouldn't be teaching how to be a racist. We shouldn't teach, you know, the state's currently adopted racist view in these government schools. And teachers were livid about this being prohibited in the classroom. They were not happy about it. Hmm. Uh, and and what do you, I mean, did you guys well, hear so, about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, two things that are really important to make as distinctions. So number one uh, is what is taught versus what they pursue of their own accord. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the other is uh, a child versus an adult. So, I mean, we can all agree that an adult absolutely should have access to whatever it is that they want to go find. But uh, I'm I'm all for the idea of saying, like, okay, you are too young to have these thoughts yet because they require a lot of critical analysis in order to process correctly. I, I mean, uh, okay, so how do you evaluate that on a per-child basis? The number one solution, of course, is to get your kids out of government school oh, yeah. and stop relying on the state to educate your children. It's a bad plan. Yeah, if you believe that you must, not only you, but everybody must, send their children to you know, seven, eight hours a day of agents of the government, uh, you have been radicalized. I'm sorry. It's true. You are the radical ones. The people who want to keep their kids out of public schools, away from agents of the state, who want to do homeschooling or micro-schooling or some other form of education that actually works and isn't indoctrination, these are the rational people. And it's worth pointing out that uh, the same people who can't provide clean water are probably not qualified to sculpt a human mind. Great point. Agreed. So what else? uh, Tell us more from this story. So they were talking about, you know, the types of folks that, you know, want things banned. Uh, They go on to say, caught in the middle of the debate are questions along legal, geographic and economic lines, mainly how book bans relate to the First Amendment, their impact in the Internet age and which is more significant than you would guess, according to them, Hmm. and consequences of bans, both intended and unintended. Uh, They show a a map, you know, with, you know, some states who have banned books. Uh, Apparently, Pennsylvania, New New Hampshire's in there with zero. Oh, good. So, or at least, yeah, they're in the gray, so that seems to indicate zero. Uh, Is it mostly Southern? uh, It's sort of spread out, actually. The The number two... Uh, the number one looks like it's Pennsylvania with 441 huh. bands wow. in the Central York School District. That's the highest. Mm. And then the number, rust belt. And the number two is Texas with 435 bands in the Northeast Independent School District. Now, of course, we're not talking about per capita here. We're just talking about raw numbers. Right. Okay. Uh, Penn America recorded more than 1,500 book bands in school libraries and classrooms between July 2021 and March 2022. That's mm-hmm. where the graphic comes from. Uh, books written by LGBTQ and diverse authors are disproportionately under attack, according to the article. Mm. Around 2015, said Caldwell Stone, a massive shift in the book banning movement began to take shape. The focus changing from narratives that explored sex and secularism to those that included gender and racial diversity. Instead of fornicating teenagers and Harry Potter wizardry, <laughs> the books facing the most challenges now have characters or authors that are from various racial and ethnic backgrounds and or the LGBTQ community. 
about 2016, give mm-hmm. or take, is where the left went hard statist, and in order to distinguish themselves from the left, the right started emphasizing their more libertarian leanings. That didn't really happen until Joe Biden took office. There was sure, plenty of sure. cheering for big government well, during Trump. And, and I can tell you yeah, when the when the peak of the opposite side was was uh, in two thousand one. I mean, when Bush was when Bush was president, and the Twin Towers happened, and all of the wars were declared, and mm-hmm. the USA Patriot Act, like that was peak authoritarianism on the right, no doubt. And and now we're starting to go back up on authoritarianism on the right. Well, sure. Eight years of Obama did, you know, move the right in a supposedly, you know, at least visibly sounding anti-authoritarian manner. But that's always how they sound when they're not in power. Right. Whoever's in and power wants and gets more authority. That is and not how not they always power. sound when they're not in power. Yeah, how it's, they've always sounded to me. I mean, I the, the right wing knows how to talk. They talk about liberty. They talk about it. Yeah. And then when they actually get elected, they don't do jack diddly. Yeah, government. It. Government grew under each administration regardless of their leaning. I mean, look at that. You even have people like Ted Cruz talking about abolishing the IRS. He's not going to do anything about it. He's just talking about it. He wants to get reelected. So that's all it really is, comes down to. When the, when the right-wingers were, quote-unquote, pro-liberty during COVID, because mm-hmm. a lot of them were correct about masks and they were correct about you know disobedience they actually i was i was happy to see them embracing like non-cooperation yeah. and and disobedience on these issues and i'm not saying we should shun them i think we should we should absolutely embrace them in the same way that i would have embraced uh people on the left and and i've been to black lives matter for instance so i think embrace everybody wherever they're at on whatever issues they agree with uh, with us with but don't be fooled into thinking that these conservatives who agree with you on a mask are not going to turn right around and stab you in the back when it comes to, you know, yep. oh my God, Once their there's guy a gets trans in power. person right. or whatever. Well, my point is that the people on the right who actually care about liberty, maybe not as much as we do, but they really need to hold their politicians' feet to the fire as far as staying on message with that and not like... So that's the thing. Like, yeah, you get power, you get tempted to use it against your political enemies. Mm-hmm. Now, if the people can tell their, you know, because the, the, that's the thing. Like, why did he talk about abolishing the IRS? Because we all hate them. And they yep. know that's a they popular that. idea. So if you let them know, hey, it is not a popular idea to go after these political opponents, then they'll be like, hmm, let's find another tactic. Among the 10 most challenged titles of 2021 were those from prominent black writers uh, Ibram X. Kendi, Jason Reynolds, and Angie Thomas, according to the ALA, Mm -hmm. and five of the top 10 were challenged specifically because of their LGBTQ content. From a broader perspective, of the 1,000-plus books banned between July 2021 to March 2022, 41% had main characters of color, 22% directly addressed race and racism, and 33% directly included LGBTQ themes and characters. So I, before we move on, I wanted to get into something you were saying where, oh, well, they're, they're liberty people when they're out of power. And it's like, well, now wait a second. Right. I, yeah. There, there yeah. was a thought that I had, and I wanted to say oh, yeah. that uh, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, if you had consistent principles, you'd be libertarian. That's true. So unless your principle is all authoritarianism all the time, I mean, you could. That's that fair. Could there are there are precisely okay. two reasonable positions, and mm-hmm. one is pure authoritarianism, and the other is anarchy. Is or, that a reasonable or, position? Well, there are two. Hmm? 
Oh, you yeah, said absolutely. it was reasonable to oh, be absolutely. a pure, pure authoritarian. Yeah, you you can oh. like it actually makes sense. Like if you are a no, the world is a dog eat dog place where mm-hmm. it is a constant war of all against all, mm. and Might therefore, right. yeah, exactly. If you if you abandon all traditional forms of morality and purely embrace the idea of might makes right, then that is a consistent position. It's consistent. It's consistent. But it's, is that reasonable? I guess you're saying you could get to it from some form of reason. Yeah, is that the for idea? reason. Okay. Yeah. Whereas the whereas other positions are primarily emotional. Okay. So what was your point about the big parties? Was if they were okay. principally consistent, they yeah. wouldn't be Democrat or Republican. They'd be libertarian. Yeah, well, that's the thing with these guys is they have no principles, right? right. You can ask them and, and they, don't, they can't answer that question. And what we are were principles? talking about the, you know, sort of the right and their libertarian leanings, quote unquote. Well, that all ends as soon as their guy gets in power. Sure does. That's not true. It's so, true so every, every time. Yeah, every while time. Trump was in power, they held on to a significant amount of their libertarian leanings. I just uh, didn't see that especially at all. Especially as, oh, really? Yeah. You thought they were just as authoritarian under Trump yeah, as they absolutely. were under W. Well, the, the administration certainly was. How in the world are you getting like, okay, so under under George W. Bush, we started, ah, uh, God, how many wars? You remember the statement that Trump made? I, I'm going to brutally paraphrase this, but essentially, we just need to arrest him, and then we'll figure it all out later. It was about like some sort of gun violations. Maybe it was the bump stocks. He did ban bump stocks. Let's not forget about that. Uh, but he does deserve credit, and again, we gave him credit. He had some meetings with Kim Jong-un to try to change the situation with Korea. I thought that was very positive. I thought that was, you know, it was unprecedented in the last several decades at least from u.s president so you know we we gave him some accolades where where he and i'm not even saying he's libertarian of center i'm saying he's libertarian of the average uh uh, administration it's not even fair to use the word libertarian all you can really say is less authoritarian because that's literally the same thing if i say it's less cold and it's more warm those are the same description i see what you're saying if i say it's less left and more right those those yeah. are the same thing. This no, is I the see. problem with, with I, the scales of libertarianism. You're either a libertarian or you're not. It's one or the other. It That's is not true. You can take a libertarian position on something. Okay, libertarian is a direction. Now, no, it's a libertarian goal. of center is something more specific, and you cannot get more d- libertarian than a voluntarian. A libertarian is someone who adheres to the non-aggression principle, right? That a is not true at all. A libertarian is somebody who believes no, that, in non-aggression. No, that is a voluntarist. A libertarian is someone who is more in that direction. That's the redefinition of it. That's that's the big tent version of libertarianisms that the Libertarian Party up until recently had been advocating. Now they're more principled with their their message. So you're Thank saying that goodness. libertarian is not the direct contrast a libertarian to authoritarian. Is a, a true libertarian is a voluntarist, and it is a contrast. No, to a per, yeah, the mo, the one hundred percent libertarian. Uh, direction mm-hmm. is a voluntarist. Uh, sure, but you're not a now libertarian. Now you can be libertarian of center without being a voluntarist. If you're 10% libertarian, if you're on the issues you uh, agree with libertarians 10% of the time, you're not a libertarian. And if you agree with the uh, libertarians 80% of the time, you're still not a libertarian because you still believe yes. in using authoritarianism against your neighbor. You That's still believe not in true. using violence. A constitutionalist is libertarian of center. A minarchist is libertarian. I don't think I'm going to persuade you on this. To the average, uh, this is the you know this is the problem with the the big tent libertarianism because then you, you I don't I'm not against having a big tent. I think again, like I said earlier, we should work with whoever. If somebody agrees with us 80 percent of the time, let's work with them on those 80 percent of the issues. But I'm not going to call that person a libertarian. 
I just wanted to say that you guys are missing the target. Your target should be on the biggest land grab in American history. What's that? With inflation rates up. The the talking about Bill Gates or China? BlackRock. Uh, I'm what? We'll let him get to it. Okay, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say that you're looking at a big land grab because with the inflation rate up. The county tax assessors are going to increase the property of your homes and your yep. property. They are. So they're going to tax you more. And and people's wages really haven't gone up that high nope. to keep up with inflation. No, of course not. not. They never do. With they're down right now because we're coming into a uh, an election cycle. But after the election cycle, you guys are right. The Republicans are no different than the than the Democrats. After the election cycle, whoever gets in, it'll go back up. Okay. We have Mark Ranchetti running here and Michelle Lujan Grisham running here. Well, before oh, you get on. into that, what will go back up after – what were you saying would go back up? Are you saying uh, wages or inflation? Inflation. Well, now oh, it's okay. never going to stop, right? Inflation's always going to go up. They, they're never going to deflate the currency. That's just not – it's against their monetary policies, mm-hmm. so prepare for that to be the case. Well, but oh, when you say a land grab, are you suggesting that people are no longer going to be able to afford to pay property taxes, so they're going to have to sell their homes, or they're going to get foreclosed upon? Is that what you're getting to there? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Yeah, no, that's... After two years in New Mexico, they get to sell the deed to your land to somebody else. Yeah, I that's sure. that's uh, part of the here. that's part of the design of a fiat currency system. Is it's a two part process. Part one: make and a bunch of debt available, dollars. make a bunch of money available. Part two: make less debt, make less money available, and then no one can pay the debts that they've already gotten, and you get the real resources. Well, China's already done that all all over the world. So how, how do we stop that? How can you and me and all your listeners stop that? Can oh, you, China's you China's collapsing right now. How do you stop what exactly? How do we stop that cycle of in the in? And I hate to bring up scripture, but in the scripture it says you got a seven year. Uh, if you don't pay your loan off in seven years, then your debt's forgiven. But we got thirty year mortgages now on on stuff. And I would say the answer to that you. question, and Padraig, thank you for the call tonight. I, to go back to what you say a lot here, uh, Piklis, is to protect your money by getting it out of the hands of the government. You cannot stop this any other way. If you want the stability of the dollar, such as it is, which is There's terrible, no such thing. Yeah, as we which know, is a terrible value. amount of stability, but it's what people are generally comfortable with already. And you can have you step out that of level zone. of stability without having a bank that can always deny you service. Okay, I see what you're That's saying. That, that is true. But of course, the stable coins can also deny you service because they're all centrally controlled with the exception of a, of a, a rare few. And those have yet to really prove in their own uh stability so to speak that we saw we saw terra for instance blow up earlier this year and god knows what's going to happen to any of the any of the other non-backed stable coins all the ones that are backed supposedly well honestly the the fact that they haven't been effectively backed hasn't stopped them from being traded with the same value i get what you're saying but if they decide to freeze your account they can do that they're not that's as bad. Not true. As, yes, it absolutely no, is. Tether, absolutely US, absolutely it is. They they just did it after Tornado Cash, and they've done it before that. If they know your account and they have an order from law enforcement, they will freeze it. You'll never be able to move those coins again. 
Absolutely. How does that work? It's called a smart contract, and they have total control over their coins, even though, even though they're in okay, your so, wallet. So I've got Tether in my wallet. It's mm-hmm. right. What's going to keep me from moving that? They have a smart contract, and they can blacklist your wallet, and you'll never be able to move that Tether. So you're telling me one company has all the miners for that? Uh, for that? It doesn't matter about the miners. It's a smart contract. The, the miners are on the Ethereum blockchain. Did, I'm not part of the smart contract. Yes, you are. You have Tether. They are on a smart contract. You're going to have to walk me through that Okay, one. thank you, by the way, Padraig, for the call tonight. So these centralized stable coins are issued by central corporations, and they wrote a smart contract. That's how all of these things exist on the Ethereum blockchain. So without getting too into the weeds about the technicals, Ethereum is different from Bitcoin. For listeners that don't know, you know maybe you've heard of Bitcoin. You probably haven't heard of Ethereum. Ethereum is the number two crypto. And on the Ethereum blockchain, you can issue these things called tokens. Now, most of the time, these tokens... I mean, I can't really even say most of the time. Sometimes these tokens are unrestricted. Somebody can just issue tokens. Anybody can buy. Anybody can sell. There's no restrictions. But some tokens are highly restricted where you can't buy the tokens until they say you can buy them. Or they'll send you the tokens, but then you can't move them until it's been a year. There's all kinds of rules. They can. These are programmable coins, basically. They're programmable tokens. So the default of Tether or USDC or these other supposedly dollar-backed coins the default is yeah you can move them you can send them anywhere you want you can send them in as large of amount or a small of amount but if they want to and they have done this and i can find the stories for you if you want but if they want to they can say oh freeze 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 all of these addresses and you can never move those coins ever again i wanted to talk about the experience i had the morning after um joseph biden's orwellian speech to the nation you'll have to be more specific (laughs) the most recent one the one with the red lights and the marines in the background you'll have to be more specific did you not see this in the last uh, 24 hours oh 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 within the last 28 hours okay yeah it was like i thought you might have been talking about the time where he was like putin cannot remain in power and they're like now when he said that that's not a policy thing he's what's that john you guys were more like which one are you talking about right right no i know which one you're talking about we we covered it we covered it in the last couple nights of the show Uh, we actually saw it the the picture started coming out during one of our shows a couple of nights ago and my immediate thought was this is straight out of uh the chancellor's speech from v for vendetta we have to remind them why they need us (laughs) what's that john (laughs) anyway so the next morning um you know, you guys know me from calling in uh, that I'm a Trump supporter. Don't don't get off topic, but don't get, you know, butthurt about it. But I had my MAGA hat on when I went to Walmart to cash my check. Can I say Walmart? Uh, you just Too did. late. All right, cool. Anyway, so I go to the store to cash my, my check, and uh, I have two checks to cash. And I got my MAGA hat on because I was really upset about the way this guy was portraying us the night before, man. Like, we're all the enemy. So I got my hat on. She cashes the first check, giving me no problems whatsoever. It cashes, she gives me the money, bam, thank you, ma'am. So I, I noticed that the second check, I look, I must not have noticed. She must have grabbed it on off the counter while I wasn't looking. Well, I noticed that she wiped her thumb across the bottom of the check for some reason before she ran it through the machine. You know, there's a machine that they actually sure. run the check through, and it reads the digital code. Yep, right. She sabotaged my check, man. She smudged out 
all the numbers on the bottom and told me that the machine's not going to accept your check, sir. You're going to have to call Social oh Security mm. and have them send you another check, That's man. annoying. So I yeah, and it's it. nonsense because if they're still legible, you can enter those by hand. Dude, that was, my, that was my argument. Thank you very much. I said, can you do me a favor? Then I tried being calm and cool. No, I absolutely. Said, I've, I've had, had them tell me they yeah. can't do it. I was thinking to myself, well, well, if only there was some kind of solution to this check problem that he's having. Like, well, there is. It's called cryptocurrency. Yeah, if only there was some kind of alternative money system that they couldn't lock you out of, right. that you didn't have to rely on the SWIFT system to get your cash checked, or your, sorry, your check cash. is international, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's all, it, it, it's all one system. Now, because he's talking I mean, about cashing his Social Security check, there's no way they're around. They're never going to change that. Yeah, yeah, if he's getting it, you know, not through a direct deposit, if he doesn't have an account or something, then, you know, he might want to go somewhere other than Walmart. It sucks, though. I mean, it really well, sucks. Well, yes, say that. Uh, back when I didn't have a, a credit union account, uh, which was much better of me, in my opinion, uh, I would go to multiple check cashing places, and they all use the same service. So if you go to Walmart and they can't do it, then chances no one else are that, can either. Yeah, chances are that the well, I'm just talking cash- about him getting you know the smudge treatment, so to speak. Yeah, you yeah. know, go yeah. somewhere where the customer service is a bit friendlier. It's just awful dealing with banks and dealing with these, you know, even if you don't have a bank account, then life is still difficult in various other ways. Because if you end up with a check, then it's like, what the hell do you do with it? And no one wants your check unless you jump through all these other yeah, hoops. Life is and it's definitely like, made more difficult without a bank account. I think all oscillating is swiveling, but not all swiveling is oscillating. Mm, backward. This is a good question. Wait, all, all oscillation is swiveling, but not all swiveling is oscillation. No. Well, so... All right, I'm, I'm, I'm swiveling right now. I'm going back and forth. Well... But I'm also oscillating. So a swivel requires a rotation. Mm, does it, though? Yeah. Because one mm. can install a swivel, but for the purpose of oscillation. What is a swivel? Uh, it's like uh, some, <laughs> some uh, a, a contraption that you build that allows things I, to no, go you back could and forth. Noun that a swivel yes. is a fastening device that allows the thing fastened to turn around freely upon it, especially to turn in a full circle. To turn freely upon it. Yes. So, in a, especially in a full circle. Though. So you can especially, but not always. So you can oscillate forward and backward, but you cannot swivel forward and backward. Mm. Oh, that's true. Mm. Oh, very good. Mm. You can oscillate up and down. You can oscillate I, on and off. I I once thought about starting a band called Oscillator, but I'm back yeah. and forth about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little right. ambivalent, honestly. <laughs> I go back and forth on it. <laughs> so uh, one thing I think that all three of us can probably agree we are not back and forth on is ending the Pledge of Allegiance. Are we all in agreement <laughs> on that one? I love it. Uh, so many comedians have covered this, and it's it's great. Ending that, the Pledge? Uh, well, or just talking about how stupid the Pledge of Allegiance really? is, right? Well, first of all, like, D- Doug Stanhope, first well, he's and a foremost, libertarian. Like, comedian well okay but like george carlin talks about it really eric okay. did at some point in one of his specials and it's like mm-hmm. okay let's break it down i pledge allegiance to the flag well the flag is a piece of cloth it is why would you pledge your allegiance to a piece of cloth like well, if you reworded i pledge allegiance to a piece of cloth not the cloth the pattern of cloth <laughs> i pledge allegiance yeah. to this specific pattern of cloth 
sewn together with these specific colors. Like, why would you pledge your allegiance to a piece of cloth? We know why, because to them it represents something. It represents a greater concept. Because my grandfather died for that flag. It's an icon that represents God. In this case, the God of the state. This performs a very specific function. So you memorize repetition. This, yes. You memorize these words when you don't know what they are. Right. right. So that when you learn what those words mean, that program is already running in your brain. Yep. So yep. that you believe and act upon the belief of what you have stated. So yeah, these people are not banning the pledge because it's a statist indoctrination pledge. It's just not statist in the right way for them. Uh, the state Republican Party called the decision laughable. North Dakota Republican Senator Kevin Kramer tweeted, quote, Please don't judge North Dakota on the actions of a few cultural and intellectual outliers on the Fargo School Board. Join me in our beautiful state, and I will introduce you to the best of the best across the Fruited Plains, unquote. <laughs> so Vance says, Now, I know the progressives on the school board in North Dakota want to do away with the pledge because they're stupid and evil. But the pledge still ought to be scrapped. Many Americans no doubt think the pledge is in the Constitution, that the Founding Fathers recited the pledge, that it's against the law for students in school to refuse to recite the pledge, that the wording of the pledge has never been changed, or that reciting the pledge now, is patriotic. That would be some deeply ingrained statism. If you're like, it's illegal for no. students not to recite it. And when it was first instituted, they made kids do what is the Nazi salute. To the flag, yeah. or as they recited the pledge. Go sure look did. it up. The, well, the but their fingers salute. were bent slightly, so it's uh, slightly different. You have to remember, at the time, it wasn't the Nazi salute. The <laughs> sure. Nazis adopted that salute, right. and then they changed in the United States. Yeah. Like, oh, we the can't heart. look like we're Nazis, yeah. too. Both the Nazis and Bellamy took after the Romans yeah. in their, you know, Correct. sort of sun style worship. Yeah. I pledge allegiance to the swoosh of the footwear company. Whether you be on the left or on the right... Or wherever your political perspective comes from, most people believe the Pledge of Allegiance is a good thing. And that's because they had it pounded into their head via repetition and this social pressure that I touched on earlier for so long. But the reality is the history of the Pledge is an ugly thing. Yeah. But they did X to me and I turned out fine. Yeah, well, it's time to stop doing X because X, in this case the Pledge of Allegiance, has indoctrinated people into loving the state trusting the government, believing in the the government, and there's just so much wrong with it. The number one thing wrong with it is it was written by a socialist. So that right there should give pause to a huge number of Americans, many of whom are on the right, and who for a long time probably have loved the Pledge of Allegiance and waved the flag and all that. Well, guess what? The socialist named Francis Bellamy, who was a flag salesman, as I understand mm -hmm. it, uh, was he wanted you to get into this he pushed for this thing yeah. to be included in places like schools what better way to sell the inanimate object that you're pledging your allegiance to right yeah i think i said flag maker earlier but yeah flag salesman which Correct. is a great way to sell more flags <laughs> you did say uh just a minute ago that it it would give people pause and i just pictured people with like giant paws <laughs> So a little yeah, bit I, more I, I gotta say the, the whoever brought this up they are worried about the wrong god like, they're worried about the capital G Judeo-Christian Abrahamic mm -hmm. God. And no, that's not the God that this indoctrinates you to faith with. This is the God of the states. Right. For sure. So how many Americans know the author of the pledge sought to use public schools as a tool to indoctrinate children into his socialist vision of patriotism? I did not know that, but I know now. How many Americans know that the pledge was not recited in a public school until 1892? 
How many Americans know Congress didn't officially recognize the pledge until 1942, 50 years later? Mm. How many Americans know the original salute to the flag, and you touched on this uh, earlier, Captain, was the outstretched arm salute later adopted by the Nazis? That one's one of the biggest shockers, I think, about this whole thing. Yeah, mostly as a visual thing. Like, when Mm -hmm. you see those black and white pictures of a school, uh, an entire classroom full of school children raising their arms and you you and you read the part that says yeah. this is in america. america well and what's telling is that you know you could assume if you've never seen a photo like this before that oh these are children of nazi germany but no there's an american flag in the picture right yeah hey, notice nike how many americans know the supreme court ruled in 2004 that students cannot be required to even stand for the pledge of allegiance How many of them know that most other countries don't even have an equivalent of the pledge? Wouldn't it be weird if, like, instead of, uh, you know, standing for the pledge, they had you, like, I don't know, do, like, a headstand or something, right? (laughs) Or, uh, you know, balance on one leg before reciting the pledge, right? Like, I'm just saying that the whole thing is ridiculous, and if you just insert something different for every phase of the thing that it is, its ridiculousness is automatically illustrated. Now, but if you stand on one leg, you look less fascist. I think it's worth pointing out here that other countries do have things like national anthems, which is kind of a different, it's it's still indoctrination and all that, but they're saying specifically that most other countries do not have a pledge to their flag. That does not exist. They do say that it has been said that countries that do have such a thing either emulate the United States, so they're copying us, or they're totalitarian regimes, one or the other. But But you repeat repeat yourself. yourself. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, so he says uh, there, he was surprised to see the truth about the pledge in a new book, which is written uh, by Pete Hexith and David Goodwin, called Battle for the American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation, published this year. Nice. And they wrote this. In 1892, Bellamy, an early progressive, authored the precursor to the Pledge of Allegiance called the Bellamy Salute, which would come to be used in schools across the United States. He was kind enough to name it after himself. Yeah. Bellamy's, <laughs> uh, curiously, the Bellamy Pledge included the Roman salute with the outstretched arm, very similar to what would later be known as the Nazi salute. It was nearly identical to what would become our current pledge, except that it made no mention of God. Bellamy's salute had a purpose, to unite and elevate the American people with reference only to America, not to Christ. The Western Christian Padea no longer bound America together, and the new pledge was designed to supplant the creeds of Christianity. The public school classroom would become a shrine of sorts to progressive ideas. I have purchased flags from one of these websites. I got a little, a bunch of, I think I got like 400 of these little miniature um, six-inch flags with the New Hampshire flag on them that we've been handing out at freedom rallies oh okay you know, secession right. rallies not that i love the state flag. you've interacted with a flag salesperson yeah, i think it's pretty uh, i think it's a pretty ugly flag honestly but the whole idea is to <laughs> shift people's perspective from the u.s flag to the new hampshire flag it's a step yeah. in that direction of decentralizing and promoting the idea of independence in fact i was just talking to bonnie um today we were driving to uh, the grocery store and i noticed yeah, people have flags up right they're on they're on flagpoles or whatever businesses have them and oh I and thought, it's the holiday weekend too so labor, labor day, day yeah. yeah so my my thought was and you know look i'm a libertarian i believe in property rights i don't not actually serious about this but what would happen if somebody went and just replaced one of those flags. So, like, go up to a, an American flag on somebody's property. Just take it down. Don't do anything with it. Just set it down next to it or whatever. Don't burn it or, you know, steal it or anything. Just take it out of the holder, set it down, and put a New Hampshire put a New Hampshire flag in there. And just mm-hmm. go away. 
and just to see what happens. Like, yeah, this is better. This looks better. I'm just rearranging things. Here. I have. A, I think they'd call the police. Yeah, they probably would. I have a flag holder on the front porch of my house, but I'm thinking about removing it because mm. I'm not using it, and I don't intend to put one up. You I don't thought want to about- signal to your neighbors what your beliefs are. Because that's what it would do, right? Why? That's what a flag. Like, I mean, we got a peace flag hanging here. I feel like that's an important symbol, so I put it up I, there. I thought about, you know, oh, do I put up the Gadsden flag, or do I put up the the black flag, or the you know the skull and crossbones, or the red and yellow, or I'm sorry, the yellow and black for mm-hmm. the Anca. And I'm like, I don't need a symbol to represent who I am. If my neighbors want to know who I am, come and talk to me. Say hello. Introduce sure. yourself. So they replaced the overt hand straight out thing uh, and instead they decided to, no just just it's okay it just your heart just keep it inside yeah. your heart you don't have to advertise just keep it inside your heart the keep state lives inside. within all of our hearts uh the bellamy salute <laughs> served its purpose as nationalism slowly replaced christianity over a period of decades this form of nationalism not only did it replace christianity it also became part of the christian church meaning that lots of churches are simultaneously worshiping the state Yes. As they purportedly are worshiping their god. Yeah, that is one of the like the one of the most surprising things I have ever heard about church services is all of these reports of like, well, in this one and in this one, and it's like, yeah, well, they, of course they have the flag up there, mm. and oh, of course they've got the American flag draped over the altar, and it's like, whoa. There's a few people Whoa. like uh, clearly like, an icon, like our former caller Gene, the Christian anarchist. But like I've spoken to people who claim to be practicing Christians, mm-hmm. and when I ask them, I'm like, "Well, what does the Bible or what does your faith tell you about following the laws of you know the state?" They go, "Oh, you're just supposed to follow." Them. Yeah, they've got a couple of verses that they love to cite for that, yeah. like given to Caesar or whatever. But but their answer is, "Oh no, just follow those, even if they contradict mm-hmm. what's in the Bible." So, you brought up uh, bring to, you know render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, which is really applicable now. Dude's getting a bunch of dressing. Well, that's the thing. Okay, you're you're upset at like our earlier caller Some was croutons. upset about how the banking system was treating him, specifically Walmart mm-hmm. and their check cashing. Well, render unto the banking system what is the banking systems. So quit using their money. Sure. Yep, give it back to them and uh, get some crypto or some Agreed. gold or yeah. silver. And, and and because I I feel very strongly about this. Uh, so where it says in the Bible about like uh, where they point to when they're like, well, it says to do whatever the law says. Well, it clarifies. It says that leaders are good, and it like tells you here's what's good, and leaders are good. Okay, so if these people aren't doing these good things. They're not leaders. Uh, they're leading you to something bad, that's right. for sure. Leading you to evil. Well, let's start off with flags. The history of them is in battle. To signal the core to th- do this, that, or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now then you get to the high seas, and we'll go to the skull and crossbones. It didn't have skull and crossbones in the beginning. It was just a black flag. And what it meant was no quarter. You'll all die. That's Unless you surrender. I will blow your mask off or your balls, which do you prefer? <laughs> okay. So um, the, the the American flag that I think I like the best is the pine tree and the snake. Hmm, okay. Wait, there's a pine tree and snake flag? Or are those two different flags that you like equally? 
No, the the pine tree with the snake wrapped around the base. It's uh, I think it says "Give me liberty or give me death" on that one too. Hmm. I remember. I've never seen it. You never seen the pine tree snake flag? No, I've seen the appeal to heaven tree flag, which is popular here in the Northeast, referencing the. Uh, what was it? The Pine Tree Rebellion, I mm-hmm. think is what they called it, or the Pine Tree Riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, there's, of course, plenty of the snake flags. Everybody knows what that one is. The Gadsden flag. No steppy snake. But I've never seen them uh, <laughs> brought together. What's, no, the is there pine, a name the, for it? The snake, the snake is wrapped around the base of the pine tree. Oh, yeah. No, I look, I found remember. it. I found it. It is actually a combination of the two. Uh, appeal to God. And then on the bottom, don't tread on me with the snake wrapped around the pine tree. How about that? Yep. Turn on me, and that, and that well, goes that's back something. to Mary, where she, where, where the Bible says that Mary will crush the devil. Wait, wait, what? Heel, you know? Hold on, you lost me there. Well, it, there, there's an old thing in the Bible where, where it says Mary will crush the head of the snake. Yep, I'm with you there. And I, uh, so, you know, they're nipping at our heels. Mary's does... got to have a pain for you to climb up now and then. I Mary's guess. not I on know. this flag. No, I know she's not. I'm reading between the lines, which is something that took me 50 years to figure out even what that meant, pretty much. I think as long as somebody is welcome in a place, they should be able to come to that place. And there should be no men with guns that uh, that stand in their way. Yeah. I, I don't think that uh, the Border Patrol needs to exist. They didn't exist in the beginning portion of the existence of the United States, and we were one of the most prosperous. That's why we became the most prosperous country in the world, because we were open to anybody that wanted to come make a better life for themselves. Well, Well, you sound like one of those radicals that believes that someone could be denied rent on the basis of their ethnicity. I think people should be able to be denied rent for any reason the landlord wants to deny them rent. It should be up to the landlord to decide who gets to live in their house. I don't remember what year they kicked in, but like passports used to just not be a thing. I think it was World War II, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So like mm, early 40s. 100 years, less than 100 years. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so people have only needed to show the papers. I bet it was supposedly a temporary a program too. Oh, oh, of course oh, it was. We'll get rid of these. Yeah, we only need them for a short period yeah. of time. But uh, the thing I like to point out regarding you know, your papers is that there is no other creature besides human beings yeah. when crossing yeah. a border that need to produce this documentation. Sure. Like when the ducks are flying south for the winter, do they got to stop at Border Patrol? The captain, some, what about know? the criminals? The gangsters? All the criminal ducks seem to get by just fine. <laughs> I don't know. They can get shot quite often. Those actually. gangster moose traveling between like North Dakota and Canada. I mean, watch out, man. Who's who's watching out for those guys? Yeah, just it's so much fear. Really, the whole idea. First of all, most people coming here are good people looking for a better life for themselves. Yes, That's the end of that story. But now maybe there are some criminals coming up. Well, here's what you do about them: you let people carry guns, you let them defend themselves. You let them stand their ground if they're attacked, because there's some states where you have to retreat legally, which is stupid. So stand your ground, let them carry guns, and then you won't have a problem with with criminals. Oh, they might be dealing drugs? Well, guess what? Legalize, uh, decriminalize, end the war on drugs, and then they can't deal with drugs because then anybody can make and sell them. I would much rather deal with an individual whose behavior is unbecoming, you know, that of, you know, you know, say a violation of the non-aggression principle, something like that, uh, to my satisfaction mm-hmm. on an individual basis, then have to deal with a large organization of people who carry lots and lots of guns who tell everybody how to behave. Mm-hmm. The state. Yeah. Or whatever people are afraid will replace the state if it goes away. 
Well, earlier this week, we shared the story. I think it was, uh, which polling? Oh, YouGov. I believe it was a YouGov poll mm-hmm. that found that uh, 40%, more than 40%, I think it was like 42, 43%, something like that, of Americans who responded this to this poll either, I think it was they either strongly or somewhat believe that a civil war is likely. An oxymoron, like Jumbo Shrimp? Within the next 10 years. Within 10 years, which isn't a long time, all things considered. It's Military right. intelligence? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what they said. And, of course, you know, I responded with the usual question of, well, what is that going to look like? Um, Peakless, you wanted to talk about this tonight. I do. Please weigh in with your perspective. As I said, you know, we've already covered it, so I don't feel like there's much more I can add. So feel free. Yeah. So I just really, number one, I want to, I want to reiterate this just in case someone missed that show, because this is really important. And I mean, so like one of the things you've been uh, covering is how, uh, like the uh, the Supreme Court uh, changed the rule. And then the next day, he was at a press conference or something, and somebody asked him about it, and he said, I'm paraphrasing, he took it, kind of like walked it back and said, I don't think any threat, uh, Trump supporters are a threat to the country. Even though that's exactly what he was saying the night before in the right. speech. Well, and not just the night before. This has been a consistent message. Like when he was saying, yeah. don't you dare rise up against us because you don't have f 15 And he said that again this week. Oh, he said it again? Again. Great. Yeah, the whole F-15. Because you know who who had a bunch of F-15s was the Taliban in Afghanistan. <laughs> you know, they just up to the gills in F-15s. So we've been talking about the idea of a uh, civil war, and uh, Peakless, you're basically saying that all of this is designed to exacerbate that, move people towards those divisions and spark some sort of violence. Yeah, the pitchfork. People want to take away your torches, and the torch people want to take away your pitchforks. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, guns and abortions, but yeah, basically. Um, Well, uh, okay, so... Every single time these people appear on stage, whether it's alone or in a group, whether it's, you know, a speech or a debate or whatever, there's always a blue background. Always, always, always hmm. a blue background. Not this time. A dark blue background because blue is a calming mm-hmm. color mm-hmm. and darker blue is an authoritative and calming color. It's one of those, see, we are the adults in the room. Hmm. Don't worry, the adults are in control. And, you know, maybe it'll have, say, the World Economic Forum on it or mm-hmm. Council for Foreign Relations. So you're saying this isn't a left or a right thing. This is... No, no, it's certainly them, not. All of them. No, th- I mean, this is, this is a psychological manipulation mm-hmm. tactic. I mean, the fact of the matter is that certain colors will spark certain emotions in people. Absolutely. I mean, yes. And this, when I saw the dark red behind Joe Biden, I thought, this is ominous. This yes. is evil. Yes. Well, so the, what that sparks is blood. Mm-hmm. Blood. Now, uh, and they had Marines, red, by the way. Silhouettes of Marines were also in the background as well. So in addition to the overt... Uh, or in addition to the suggestive blood, you actually literally had men with guns standing mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and and the thing about like blood red shows up in the natural environment in two cases. One of them means you are about to sink your teeth into some meat, and the other is you have been injured and need to attend to that immediately. Mm-hmm. And for them to use that, yeah, this is. This, this is, is a alert. New level. Alert. If, yeah. if there was any question in Danger. anybody who's listening in your mind, if there was a question in your mind that 
the United States of America, the government of the United States of America, is not the empire. I implore you to go ahead and look at these photos yeah. again and watch that speech again, because this is imagery of an empire of rule. Uh, you can you know, call it the Star Wars analogy if you like. Uh, whatever works for you, but this is what an empire looks, looks like. like. Yeah. This is how the, an yeah. empire presents themselves. This is how an empire sounds and acts. Mm -hmm. They don't. There must they, be an enemy. There, there's nothing freedom oriented about anything that has been presented in that speech. Ov Wade decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and right. like what a terrible idea that is for the Republicans. And the thing is, like I see these moves and. It looks like absolutely everything is just sculpted to put us at each other's throats as mm. much as humanly possible. Yes, it is. And I mean, I'm, I mean, sadly, I've gotten used to seeing, you know, reports of like, oh yeah, people think there is a civil war coming, but I never see them put a date on it. Sure, how could and you? This, well, uh, this way by well, asking. You're saying that, within ten years, right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've never seen one that I can remember that. That specifically said any particular date, like not even this generation, but like, are we in sort of generally headed toward the shore, but like within 10 years? Well, there's definitely demonization going on, right? We just we touched earlier on the Biden speech where he looks like a, a dictator in front of a blood red uh, lighted background looking like the dictator from V for Vendetta. And I just have to give a shout out to the memers out there. Like they've been good. They've, they've been, been great. Good. They've been putting like uh, the emperor from Star Wars yeah. in front. Of, they've been drawing the little Hitler mustache on the Biden, you know, all sorts yeah. of fun stuff. There's one that I have where they have uh, the big H from the History Channel, you know, in the background. And I'm like, you are watching the Hitler channel. Yeah. And then the next day he was at a press conference or something and somebody asked him about it. And he said, I'm paraphrasing. He took it kind of like walked it back and said, I don't think any threat uh, Trump supporters are a threat to the country. Even though that's exactly what he was saying the night before in the right. speech. Well, and not just the night before. This has been a consistent message. Like when he was saying, yeah. don't you dare rise up against us because you don't have f 15 And he said that again this week. Oh, he said it again? Again. Great. Yeah, the whole F-15. Because you know who, who had a bunch of F-15s was the Taliban in Afghanistan. <laughs> you know, they just up to the gills in F-15s. So we've been talking about the idea of a uh, civil war, and uh, Peekless, you're basically saying that all of this is designed to exacerbate that, move people towards yes. those divisions and spark some sort of yeah, violence. Yeah, the, the pitchfork people want to take away your torches, and the torch people want to take away your pitchforks. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, guns and abortions, but yeah, basically. Um, well, and, uh, okay, so... Every single time these people appear on stage, whether it's alone or in a group, whether it's, you know, a speech or a debate or whatever, there's always a blue background. Always, always, always hmm. a blue background. Not this time. A dark blue background because blue is a calming mm -hmm. color mm -hmm. and darker blue is an authoritative and calming color. It's one of those, see, we are the adults in the room. Hmm. Don't worry, the adults are in control. And, you know, maybe it'll have, say, the World Economic Forum on it or mm -hmm. Council for Foreign Relations. So you're saying this isn't a left or a right thing. This is... No, no, it's certainly not. All of them. No, the, I mean, this is, this is a psychological manipulation mm -hmm. tactic. 
I mean, the fact of the matter is that certain colors will spark certain emotions in people. Absolutely. Yes. And when I saw the dark red behind Joe Biden, I thought this is ominous. This is evil. Yes. Well, so what that sparks is blood. Mm -hmm. Blood. Now, uh, and when they had Marines, by the way. Silhouettes of Marines were also in the background as well. So in addition to the overt uh, or in addition to the suggestive blood, you actually literally had men with guns standing mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And, and the thing about like blood red shows up in the natural environment in two cases. One of them means you are about to sink your teeth into some meat. And the other is you have been injured and need to attend to that immediately. Mm-hmm. And for them to use that, yeah, this is this, this is, is a alert. New level. Alert. If, yeah. If there was any question in danger, anybody who's listening in your mind, if there was a question in your mind that the United States of America, the government of the United States of America, is not the empire, I implore you to go ahead and look at these photos yeah. again and watch that speech again because. This is imagery of an empire of rule. Uh, you can, you know, call it the Star Wars analogy if you like. Uh, whatever works for you. But this is what an empire looks, looks like. like. Yeah. This is how the, an yeah. empire presents themselves. This is how an empire sounds and acts. Mm-hmm. They don't. There must they, be an enemy. There, there's nothing freedom oriented about anything that has been presented in that speech. If you put people in a room that has like uh, some some plants and like some uh, you know a, a calming waterfall and a sand right. garden, a and peace you, sign. Yeah, 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 exactly. That is also priming. So if you give those people this you know little bubble sheet on you know fill out the the answers, you will get more calming, peaceful answers. Sure. Whereas if there's a gun in the room, literally, yeah. then they will be on edge. They are primed for violence. Yeah. Uh, you know, a gun or a sword or anything like that, and. By having these, you know, military people here, you are also priming them. So if you combine having the priming of military forces with the the red background right. that uh, is is a violence oriented thing, right. and I mean, if you mm-hmm. think of the the societies that have uh, uh, red as their their primary color, like right. uh, China and the USSR right. and the Nazis, I mean, these are all very violent cultures, and their whole reason was like this is a violent overthrow. What's odd to me is that I've seen. What happened in this, at least the clip of the Biden speech that that I Mm -hmm. did watch, where the the color changes to this ominous red. Oh, you saw the change? I've seen this before at many a heavy metal concert. Slayer, for example, Mm -hmm. has a song called Rain in Blood. Mm -hmm. And when they do this song live, all of their background, their lasers and the little screens behind them, or the big screens behind them, everything sort of goes red. And they even went to the extent of having like an overhead thing that would drip down, Mm -hmm. you know, red food-colored water or whatever to make it appear as if it's raining blood on stage. And so when I saw that, I half expected to hear Slayer in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the imagery that it gives. And so this is not chance right to, no, to your no. point this is not this was produced that's what mm-hmm. i there's said. a team of people behind this who specifically this. set up these lights yes. they rehearsed this right well before the speech ever went on and then they went ahead and pulled it off live as if it were live theater yes absolutely and i said that before i even saw the full uh speech yeah just when i saw the images i said this was done deliberately it's crucial that he think that he gets them to think of themselves as part of an army 
as forces. Yes. You are not individuals with your own mind, your own thoughts. You're not populists, which is what they actually are. Like the, yeah. these are the right side of the uh, uh, of the spectrum in populism. That's what they are. The left side of the spectrum in populism was the Bernie Bros. Like that. That's what this is. This is populism as opposed to elitism because we're just about sick and tired of the institutions. Now he can't have you thinking in those terms. He can't have you thinking of yourself as individuals or right. as anti-authoritarian. That would be the very worst. What he needs you to think of yourself as is forces. Well, plus, from the other side of things, it's easier to dehumanize people if you can call them a group, right? right. Oh, the mega forces are a threat. They are against democracy. They are against our nation. They are against all the things that, that he was saying in this speech. Somebody went and looked at some of the Democrats on Twitter, because obviously the right wing is all a flutter about, you know, Biden's a, you know, a dictator and this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And they're right about that. Uh, but then somebody said, well, must, surely the Democrats saw this, too, right? Like, this has crossed a line. I mean, clearly this is obviously dictatorial, evil kind of stuff. And then they they showed, like, blue check mark, you know, Twitter Democrats saying, you know what? We ought to round them up next or, you know, just put them all away or bring up the prosecutions, you know, that, that sort of thing. So wow. they are ready to go, man. They are ready to go full on against the quote unquote MAGA forces. So what's next? Well, that's up to the so-called MAGA forces. Now, well, maybe if they not. start, well, if maybe they there's start, a false flag coming. Well, I mean, if they start acting like forces, then they will move this in a very that's negative what I'm direction. Saying. What's to prevent the federal, you know, FBI or CIA or whoever from throwing on a bunch of MAGA hats and going mm. and setting off a bomb somewhere or whatever, right. or shooting up some FBI off, shooting their own office up or something well, like and, that, right? And judging from their past experience, their usual way of doing this is that they will get a group of them together. They will find they will select the people who are most likely to be tricked into this. The most vulnerable dupes. Exactly. Yeah. They will radicalize them and they will give them the opportunity to do these terrorists. Things. Sure. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com, or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. <laughs> 